Hello and welcome back to Mark My Words Football Podcast with Rob and Scott. And we are back after a tumultuous and exciting NFL Week 18 coming to you in preparation for the Super Wild Card Weekend. And if the NFL season wasn't wild and crazy up to this point, it will certainly get even more so as we enter into the playoffs. But before we get into all those scenarios and all those amazing matchups that we have this week, we first go to the previous week's recap, starting with the Buffalo Bills and their victory over the Miami Dolphins by a score of 21-14 to to win the AFC East against all odds. And Scott, what were your initial thoughts after watching this game? Well, I think my initial thoughts are I'd like to just give a big round of applause to Sean McDermott. Absolutely bravo for him. I think he's faced a lot of criticism this year and very well deserved, but he has put on an absolute masterclass these last several weeks with the games that he's put on with his defenses against Kansas City, against Dallas, and now against Miami. Absolutely completely shut him down in the second half, and I think it absolutely won them that game. As well as getting better at some decisions that I think he lacked in previously. Uh, going for that fourth and one in your own territory on what could have been the game-winning drive versus Buffalo. It wasn't, but killed some more clock. I think that was amazing to see that decision. Helped them win that game, I think, going for that fourth and one. McDermott and that defense, I think, was absolutely the biggest story for me. They played absolutely incredibly this week and over the last several. Yes, absolutely right. I completely agree with that. And for the majority of this game, the Dolphins were were winning, and it just felt like the Bills were moving the ball really well all game. And when you look at the final stats, it certainly reflects that. I'll get to Miami in like every category. But it really just felt like they were shooting themselves in the foot more than anything else. It really felt like they were their biggest enemy this game. And I guess it's kind of what you could say about them as a whole this season. But good for them in getting this this. Uh, game under wraps here because the Dolphins really could not do anything on offense and like you said as the the Bills offense were doing their thing you know ups and downs moving the ball yet turning it over the whole time just kind of steady steadying the ship was Sean McDermott and that defense and that's really been the story throughout their run here and when you talk about the wins they've had against you know Kansas City and the Chargers and the Patriots now the Dolphins it's really been the defense who has carried them through this and the offense has had some decent performances this year but for me, this has really been all about kind of the defense steadying the ship and making up for the offense's mistakes here. And it was really nice to see them get this win and, like, against all odds, beating the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, from where they were just several weeks ago to where they are now, like, they are absolutely in the perfect scenario right now. And I think we'll get some more into that later. But I think with this offense, I think it's more of a testament to how good they were. Like Even with those turnovers, I think that's something that's not really going to happen again. I feel like you're not going to see multiple red zone turnovers like that. So I think like you honestly could have ran the score up a lot more. This could have been really heavily scored in Buffalo's favor, but wasn't because of turnovers. So I think that's something that you could see a lot more points in the playoffs. Yeah, and I, I would agree with that. I, I think that, though, I think the turnovers, they've um, kind of – been there all year for Buffalo. So I think at a certain point, you just have to say, okay, we're going to turn the ball over, but we're going to also trust in our ability to just be better than you. Like we're going to bully you. We're going to never give up. Like this team, there's never been, no team has ever had an easy job beating the Bills this year. And all of their losses, they were close games. Like the Bills have never just been dominated. And it feels like they're always in it, no matter what is going on. So even though they've lost a lot of games this year, there was six and six at one point. They were never getting like blown out. Like they, it's not like what the Eagles were doing right now. Like the Eagles just looked like, you know, we'll talk about them later. But they just look awful. Like the Bills never looked like that. They made some really boneheaded mistakes. But I think that like this is a team that's going to play you tough every single week. I would count on the turnover staying there because they just have. That's just been kind of their story. Turnovers this year. But I, I truly think the Bills. They have a lot of upside if they can just. You know, if Sean McDermott can really keep this defense going and keep his situational football uh, at where it's been, I think he's been exceptional, and especially in responding to that that controversy that was earlier. I mean, when they were six and six, you know, we, the nine eleven thing, that that whole thing, it seemed like the season was over. And the way that he took up this team as the team leader, I think it saved his job, and it certainly saved the season. One hundred percent, it did. And when you look at this Dolphins team. It's kind of the complete opposite. You know, they, they fell from, from grace. I mean, how many, I think we both thought this division was theirs. I mean, they really only had to win a couple games here to wrap up the division. Even, even if they beat the Titans, they win the division. That kind of is the game you look at. And they just fell completely down. And watching this game between Josh Allen and Tua, to me, this game perfectly 
encompasses both of them. Like this was the vintage Josh Allen game. So many like amazing plays, like that third and thirteen, just owning that like bully ball, a guy on his back, like he's gonna like do everything he can, throwing for three fifty yards, but also making some like kind of uh, uh, turnovers that you're kind of just scratching your head at. That's perfect for me, Josh Allen, being able to overcome his own mistakes. But then you look on the other side and you look at Tua, a guy that was not really able to do much in the big-time moments. He didn't really – I mean, he had two picks, but he was kind of playing smart football. At the end of the day, give me Josh Allen. Like, give me the guy that can go out there and win the games. Tua, he may be a safe player. He may make those decisions, like, better than Allen. But at the end of the day, the playmaker is going to win these games. Yeah, I think most of the time – I think you're right there. I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, Buffalo this year, I don't know if you've seen this one, Buffalo has the best record against the playoff field than anybody else. 5-1 and one versus playoff teams. Whereas Miami, on the other hand, like, they were absolutely known for losing the playoff teams. They got their win versus Dallas, a really nice uh, grinded-out win, but lost every single other game to playoff teams. They're good teams this year. Yeah, and I unfortunately, I think Miami's with this loss to the Bills. This is the one chance they had. I think their season's pretty much over at this point, and the Bills, I just think it, it's, it's only going to get better from here. Yeah. And from there, we go on to another great story here. The Green Bay Packers wrapping up the season against the Chicago Bears with a win, 17-9, clinching that final wild card spot. And what were your thoughts after this game? I mean, again, like Jordan Lovins' offense, I think every single week, you know what you're going to get. Like every single game, no matter what, I feel like this offense has come to play. And... This defense's points have been better, but like every week, I still say I think it's suspect. But I think this offense has just begun to blossom. You know what you're going to get every week. The running games have been so much better. Love looks really like the guy. Like this, is something you know you can count on. I feel like no matter what for this team. Yeah, Love has just been kind of the staple of consistency. And I hear, hear a lot of people saying like now they're all recognizing Love as being like this great quarterback. And people are saying, well, for a while there he looked horrible. It's like. Well, I, I never really thought that he looked horrible. I thought there were certainly weeks where he looked, you know, unprepared for the moment, like the Raiders game. But I, this really was that was probably the only game I would say that he lost them with those three picks. But he never really looked terrible to me, and he was just kind of a poised, consistent figure within that offense, which is the youngest in the league. And this game from Green Bay was a complete domination. I don't even think the score reflects how how just dominant they were in this game. You look at total yards, four thirty-two to one ninety-two. Passing yards three hundred eight to one seventeen. I mean, this is this was an absolutely dominating performance by Green Bay. I mean, they, they could have easily blown Chicago out in this game. And like you said, I still worry about the defense though. Like, I, I know that they've you know held Minnesota to ten and now Chicago to nine, and that's great. But it's like I still worry about this defense when we're going up against good offenses. They have shown that they are very very suspect. Like even letting Carolina hang 30 on them just a couple weeks ago. Like I feel like we're not letting that get too far in the rearview mirror. Right, and allowing a perfect passer rating and allowing Baker Mayfield to shred your defense. Yeah, like those are games that are just a couple of weeks past. Like I don't want to let that get too far out of our minds here. Yes, I would agree with that. But I mean, in 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 all, you know, honesty, it really to me doesn't like matter too much what the Packers do this week cuz this has already been like I've said it before, this is a successful season. Like you're 9 and 8. You you made the playoffs. Jordan Love looks incredible. I mean, he he has played top five quarterbacking this year. And and if you don't believe me, just look at the stats. Like he's top five in total touchdowns, top two, second place in total passing touchdowns. I mean, he has put, like played incredible football. Last eight games, 112 passer rating, 18 touchdowns, one interception. Led this team to a six and two record. Like so, we know he's the guy going forward. In my opinion, he's definitely the guy. And you made the playoffs. You have a shot against the Cowboys here. And so this is a successful season. You're playing with house money at this point. Yeah, absolutely. You're playing with house money. Everything from here is icing on the cake. Like, if there's anything else, like, it absolutely just is really your cherry on top here. Like, everything you've achieved is really good from this season. Like, there's no complaints. Like, even if you were to get blown out in the playoffs and we are going to come complain about it here next week, like, it still can't isn't going to define what your season was. Yes, I would 100% agree with that. And this was like, for me, it was a defining year also for Matt LaFleur. Like someone that people weren't really high on after last year. And now this is like, you get to saw you get to see like what his plan was, what Gutekunst's plan was. Like that Jordan Love pick a few years ago, we both, like man, a lot of people hated that pick, including myself. Now we kind of look like idiots for hating that pick because he's turned out to be a stud. Matt LaFleur really implementing his vision of what the team should be. And I think he's reinstated himself as a good coach in the NFL. 
Yeah, and absolutely. Going back to the start of the year, like we were in here every week, like criticizing Lafleur as well, like saying like this is the youngest team in the league. He's leaving them unprepared every single week. I feel like those first half woes like finally disappeared. Yes, like that was something that really plagued this team horribly for a long portion of this season. It did, and it didn't seem like anything was changing. But then it just seemed like kind of after the bye, it just st- slowly started to make improvements until you got to the point of what this team is now, which is looking like a very poised albeit young team right and speaking of coaching we have some coaches being fired here of course the black monday firings and some surprising names so some not surprising ones is arthur smith and ron rivera being fired but also mike vrabel and pete carroll being let go by the titans and seahawks so what are your thoughts here on these coaches being fired as Carroll, I know there were some rumblings last offseason, and I almost was expecting it more last year. So it was kind of slipped my mind that Carroll may be on the hot seat in uh, Seattle. But Vrabel, I think, certainly surprised me. I heard some rumblings about it last week, but I thought they were pretty unserious. I mean, with all of Vrabel's done for Tennessee, like, he's absolutely coached that team to their full potential, I think. Like, he has outcoached them. Like, with a Tannehill-led offense, like, to the AFC Championship, to a number one seed, like, you're not going to get much better than that. I think he really gave Tennessee all they could have. Like, there was very, I mean, disappointing season for them. But like, I'm not sure what else he could have done with that roster. There wasn't a ton of places you could have gone. So, variable is very surprising to me. I know that you're most upset about uh, Arthur Smith. Like, that's your favorite kind of coach in the whole league, right? He certainly did. He definitely didn't deserve to be fired. Oh yeah, he he did not deserve it. <laughs> oh, completely undeserving. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, we all know you draft high picks. Like You're, you're not supposed to use those guys. I mean, come on. He was only doing what you always do. <laughs> they just built, like, the most gigantic offense in the league, and then they get in the red zone and then just don't use it that way. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> right, and it's like the, the, whoever comes there next is going to look like a genius just because he's, like, all he's going to do is use their players. And he's going to be like, whoa, look at, the Fal- look at this coach. Oh, look, like, the Falcons got 11 wins next <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, it's like... Well, this coach is he a genius? Not really. I mean, like he's just using the players. Like that's the that's the Falcon swarm that is excessive. What do we do? Um, how about use our players? <laughs> My goodness. Uh, so yeah, not not surprised. I think he kind of deserved to get, to get let go. Ron Rivera, I also agree with. Uh, I think you have the better coach in the building with Eric Bieniemy. I'd be surprised if he wasn't the next guy up. And uh, yeah, Pete Carroll though, very surprised at that. Like the only thing that the only reason why I'm not surprised is that his age. And maybe they kind of were saying, like, okay. And that, that kind of felt like what it was. Like, they recognized, like, you've done great things for our franchise. You've, you know, you've led us to two Super Bowl appearances, one win. And you were you were right about the Russell Wilson thing. And because uh, they're now reinstating him into an advisory role. So it kind of feels like a, a uh, honorary thing. Like, okay, we're parting ways, but, like, we still recognize how good you were. And for Vrabel, that completely shocks me. And I'm just appalled by that. I wonder if it, that was kind of his um, doing to like instigate that because that just seems horrible. Like, and how do you know that you made a bad call firing a coach? Well, maybe when you're looking at potential head coaches and the top of the list is the guy you just fired. Like, maybe that is an indicator of, oh, we messed up really bad here. Like, who's the the, the number one head coaching prospect right now? Uh, Mike Vrabel. Like. Come on, like, what are we doing here? And like you said, this team was so subpar in talent for for a while, and he led them to three playoff appearances, a, an AFC Championship game, and I mean, he just really over. He got every ounce of talent out of this team. It's just, just ridiculous that he's gone. Yeah, but like, I mean, good for him. I mean, getting out of somewhere where you're not appreciated. Well, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. I've heard Patriots rumors because he was a Patriot, obviously in the Ring of Honor now. So. We'll see what happens there, but definitely going to be interesting. A lot of teams, I can tell you right now, a lot of teams want him. And from there, we go on to the NFL's Clown of the Week for the final week, Week 18. Everybody loves the good clown, and now it's time to meet the NFL's Clown of the Week for this week. And this week, the NFL's Clown of the Week is Indianapolis head head coach Shane Steichen. So Steichen has made had some great things this year, really has, but I think when this season mattered most, he let his team down. On a day when Jonathan Taylor was running absolutely wild and for 188 yards, you're on a fourth and one, like you have absolutely leaned on him this entire drive, you take him 
off the field. You let Gardner Minshew throw a pass who's had an awful day so far to your third string running back. Like, if you're not going to use Taylor, use Zach Moss. He's a short yardage running back. He's good at that. Or how about leave one of your best players in and let him take a fourth and one carry? Like, are you kidding me here? Like, that play was schemed up well, but the players that you used to do it were so untalented at that. Like, what are your choices here? Like, that is on you, Shane Steichen. Not using Jonathan Taylor on your fourth and one to keep your season going. And for that, Shane Steichen, you're the clown of the week. And we're going to keep going a little bit farther here. As I think there is someone who is very worthy of the clown of the year. And that is New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick. So the Patriots obviously have had a very, very disappointing season. Very poor year. Worst season the Belichick has ever had in his coaching career. And that is 100% on him. He is the coach. He is the general manager. He brought in all the talent. He made all the decisions. You've made your bed and you get to lie in it. And very likely he's going to be gone as head coach as well. And it's how fitting that in your very final game was the lowest offensive yardage that your team has ever put out when you're head coach. It's what an absolute way to go out on top. And just sticking with Bailey Zappi because Max Jones wasn't quite bringing you what you wanted. Just the ability to stick with Bailey Zappi was as bad as he was. And he has looked absolutely atrocious these last several weeks. And you've been watching Patriots games, and I have for some reason. Like, Bill Belichick, you are the absolute clown of the year for what you have done to the New England Patriots franchise. And from there, we go on to NFL game picks for the wild card weekend. But first, the recap of last week. So Scott going 9-7, and seven, me going 11-5, and five, continuing my stretch of gaining games on him. But alas, it was not enough as Scott finished the year 177 and 95 and me at 175 and 97 so congratulations on back-to-back pick'em champs this year thank you very much and both of us doing much better than we did last year full 17 games better for you 16 games better for me yes much improvement yeah (laughs) last year was uh very tumultuous took us both by surprise especially at the start of the season Woo, that was awful yeah the colts raiders that was it was rough some rough times last year Indeed. But we did a lot better this year, and we hope to do even better in the playoffs, and we will start picking these wild card game rounds. And first, we started off with the Saturday afternoon game between the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans. So, Browns road favorites here. Do you agree with Vegas? Do you think the Browns will win? I'm going to disagree with them, as I have the Houston Texans winning this one. (laughs) And uh, I'm not surprised, um, you know, letting the uh, letting my uh, my uh, arrogance, I suppose some would say, get in the way. But uh, you know, you do you. As for me, I will go with the obvious pick. I will go with the Cleveland Browns in this game. Yeah. So I do think that this is going to be a close game. But for me, overall, I do like the explosion of the Texans offense and this just feels like a team of fate this year a team that can be able to get it done they have been so good Stroud looks like an absolute top five quarterback right now and being able to lead that offense even with pieces missing like Nico Collins is having an absolute day 195 yards last week just insanity Stroud I think can make every play make every throw and no moment is too big for him and I think that that is going to be able to continue this week yeah, I, I definitely agree that I really like C.J. Stroud what he's done this year. Definitely deserves a Rookie of the Year. And I think C.J. Stroud is up to the task of winning these games. I think that he can be an uh, explosive quarterback in the playoffs. I think he has the leadership to lead this team deep into the playoffs. But you notice the language I used. I said, I think. I think, I think. But the Browns have a quarterback that I know. I know that Joe Flacco could be an explosive quarterback. He's been the most explosive since he's come into the league this year. I know Joe Flacco is up to the task of winning in big moments. He's won must-win games this year, and he's won must-win games in his career. I know that Joe Flacco can send a team deep into the playoffs because he's done so. He has won a Super Bowl. He has won a Super Bowl MVP. 
So if you're giving me a choice between a rookie who's been playing well, with all due respect, I will take the veteran who has already done it, who looks none the worse for wear. In fact, this is the best he's I think he's ever played in his entire career. He finally has an offensive-minded coach. No disrespect to John Harbaugh, but Kevin Stefanski is a much better fit for a quarterback like Flacco. So I love what the Texans have done this year. I really do. And I don't think any of us have expected them to get this far. But the Browns this year, going into the gear, they were locked and loaded. They were expecting to be a playoff team this year. And they have the roster to do that. They have the roster to go far. And so I, I do believe in the Browns in this game. And I will say that when the, these two teams faced in the regular season, the Browns completely dominated them. Now, I know that Stroud was not in that game, but the Texans' defense just looked lost against a Joe Flacco-led Browns team. So I expect him to have similar results in this game. When I think of Flacco, I, I, I just don't think that they are going to be able to continue that. Like, oh, yeah, you're saying best year of his career. I think that is, and I think the numbers are inflated. He's not going to be able to keep that up. He, When you're looking at his numbers, he is having the best like yards per attempt, touchdown percentage. Like That's the big thing for me, touchdown percentage. That's not going to be able to keep up. I just really don't think it will. And I do think the Browns are a good team. I think this wildcard round is full of great matchups, but I think this is just one that I feel like I have to go against. And I did like the spread overall in this game. I think the Browns definitely can falter in this one. And, yeah, the even with the that game, I don't know that it was complete domination between Cleveland and Houston. I do. It's close. The score was way, way, it was not even indicative of what actually happened in that game. I mean, you look at the fourth quarter, a lot of those, almost, every, all of those points were garbage time points by the Houston Texans in that fourth quarter. It was complete domination. And when you look at, like, the Browns, I just don't understand. I mean, I kind of do understand the lack of trust, but, like, who is more trustworthy in the AFC right now? Like, are we really trusting, like, the Kansas City Chiefs to, to be a better team than the Browns after what we've seen this year? Absolutely, Baltimore, 100% is more. Uh, well, Baltimore, sure, I'll right? give you Baltimore. But are we trusting the Bills to, to be better than the Browns? Have we? Can we say that they've looked better than the Browns so far this year? Can we say the Texans have? Like, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm confused as to who actually has looked better than the Browns this year. And I'm also confused as to, like, who, the Browns have the success in the regular season and they have the playoff experience. So the Chiefs, they have the playoff experience. They don't. They haven't had the success in the regular season, and the Ravens have had the success in the regular season, but they haven't had the playoff success. But the Browns, when you have when you add Joe Flacco to the mix as the leader of your team, they have both now. So to me, they just kind of have it all. Just hanging your hat on Joe Flacco just seems insane to me. Uh, it it is fourth guy coming in there, but the NFL this year has been insane, and so uh, look, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I think the Browns, just even if Flacco has an average game, I just think the Browns' roster as a whole, take Flacco out of it, take the quarterbacks out of it. I think you look at these two rosters and you see one that is clearly better than the other. And I think that the Browns are the better team than the Texans here. All right, I, w- I wouldn't dispute that too much. But I, for me, I still like the the Texan chances in this game. I would agree. I, th- I think this is going to be a close game than people expect. I, I actually had this as one of the closer games in the wild card weekend. But uh, we shall see who proves to be more clutch in this one. Indeed. And then we move on to the Saturday night game here. For those of us who don't have Peacock, we won't be able to watch it. But uh, it is the Dolphins and the Chiefs. And who do you have winning this matchup? I have the Chiefs winning this one. And I do as well. For as tumultuous as a season the Chiefs have had, is they have certainly had some downs and not as many ups as you would expect from a Patrick Mahomes-led team. I think this is a week where things can certainly peak for this team. You're facing a Dolphins team that has now hit their low of the season, that are severely depleted by injuries, and are now being put in a situation where they typically play in very balmy temperatures in Miami, now going into sub-zero temperatures in Kansas City. I think that does play a factor. And also, let's remind everyone of the fact that the Miami Dolphins do not do well against good teams. And I think we could say Kansas City is a good team. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said there. Dolphins, like I said, losing that game to the Bills, um, yeah, that was that was kind of the, that was it for them. After they lost that, it was kind of over. And they they have the Dolphins. My goodness, they're just absolutely 
decimated with injuries. 19 players on the injury report going to the Bills game, and more got hurt during the game. I mean, it's just brutal, uh, the injury luck with them. But what team hasn't had injuries this year? So I just think, yeah, Dolphins been kind of a disappointing season based on how you started off and, you know, the offensive talent you have. The Chiefs also kind of been disappointing year, but it's in your stadium. It's going to be zero degrees, so I will take the Chiefs pretty confidently in this one. Yeah. So, so like the Dolphins, I, they had some definitely hard times versus the Bills defense, and they also had some tough times versus the Kansas City defense when they played them earlier this year in Germany. Like the Dolphins often had a horrible time. I believe yeah. they got shut out in the second half that game. Yeah, and you look at the total offensive numbers of the Dolphins. They're first in most categories, but it's like they beat up on bad teams with their offense so much. And they are just really not good against against good teams. Like, even decent defenses, they just really struggle against. Yeah, I mean, they didn't score over 20 points versus Baltimore, Philadelphia, Buffalo either time, or Miami. Like, or, I mean, yeah, like these Miami's not a good team. Like, does not do well against good teams. No. And I think with as good as Kansas City's defense is and as banged up as Miami's is, I think that Kansas City's definitely going to be able to get enough done. Yes, I would 100% agree with that. And in a playoff environment, I'm taking Mahomes over Tua every single day of the week. Uh, like I said, I think the last game really showed me who Tua was. A guy that I really like, you know, seems like a nice enough guy, a decent enough quarterback, but he's a guy that he rides with the team. If the team's not doing well, he's not going to do well. You know, if the team is doing well, he's going to look good. And I just don't think that this Dolphins team is tough enough to handle the elements of Kansas City. They're not physical enough to handle the Chiefs' defense and offensive line. So, yeah, give me the Chiefs all day. Yeah, me too. And from there, we go on to the first of the Sunday games at 1 o'clock, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills. And who do you have taking this matchup? Oh, the Bills winning this one? I will as well. And this is going to be just this is going to be a great matchup, regardless of who wins, just to see you have to watch. Like, this is awesome. Like, I, this couldn't be a better thing because, like, the Steelers made the playoffs against your every desire – and not only do they make it, now you have to sit and watch four quarters of the Steelers being in the playoffs. Like I could not have written a better script. Yeah. So for the Bills, what I want to see is if you end up losing the coin toss and they defer to you, if you get the ball first, never let this game be within seven points, ever. <laughs> score a touchdown, do not let them score again. Never let this game within seven points. Never. Don't leave a single doubt. You were favored by double-digit points. Multiple years now in a row, you've been favored in the wild card weekend by double-digit points and let the teams cover on you. In 2021 versus the Colts and in 2022 versus the Dolphins, don't let them have, don't let that happen again. You are a far and away better team than the Steelers. Steelers do not deserve to be in the playoffs. Like when you look at this playoff field, there's obviously one team that does not belong that does not stack up with the rest, and that is Pittsburgh. <laughs> Leave no doubt, Buffalo. Okay, Leave no well. doubt. That is like slander uh, to the highest degree, but I actually will. I it, like. I have to kind of agree with that, just because you're starting. You know, Mason Rudolph looks like that's actually a choice now. Like Pickett's ready to go, but you're still starting Rudolph. Um, so whatever. But T.J. Watt is out, best player you have. So I, I, I 100. Th- this is going to be a Bills blowout. Like this, they are going to blow them out. I just have a feeling Bills are heating up. Had a nice game against the Dolphins. Classic Bills game. You know, Steelers kind of hobbling into this this playoffs, and yeah, I, I think the Bills are going to kill them here. And uh, but I will say that uh, I, I'm pretty proud of uh, my prediction here. Uh, season predictions: I had Bills Steelers playoff game, had the Bills winning it, and it happened. So pretty proud of that. Also proud of the uh, little bet that we had there a couple weeks ago. I'll throw in something else then. Okay, mark my words. Oh no. These Steelers will not win more than three games the rest of the year. That is, what a disrespectful sentiment. So, like, look, who do they got? They're going to beat the Cardinals easily. They're going to beat the Patriots easily. That's two wins right there. Well, I think they they can lose a lot of games. Let's see who they play. The they, ba- they play the Bengals twice still. The Browns, split. Se- Seahawks, Ravens, and Colts. Steelers split like with the Bengals. They're not going to win more than three. Steelers do not get swept. By division opponents. They're going to beat the Bengals at least once. Probably at home. They're going to beat the Patriots. They're tanking. They're going to beat the Cardinals. Give me a break. They're going to beat the Colts. That's four right there. I could see them. 
I can see him running. The, they have a better chance at running the table than winning only no, three games. No, that's ridiculous. They have a there's better. No, there's not a chance they could run the table. There's not, but there's not a chance they only lose three. Or they only win three. Oh, that's a good chance. No, a great no chance. Way. That, uh, you don't even no, believe that. Great. You don't even believe that. Five dollars. Yes, I, I believe it. Money yes. where your mouth is. Hundred dollars. <laughs> five. Let's do yes, five. Five dollars. Okay. All right. We have a new bet this year. Five dollars. Okay. okay. You can't see, but we are now shaking hands. Five dollars. All right. On the Steelers. I'd say my bet it's the Steelers will win three games or less. So at four games or more for Robert. Okay. There we go. <laughs> All right. It, it's on the books. On the books. Five dollar bet. Yeah. So it's time to pay up. Uh, so now. You hear that? Five dollars. <laughs> you go. Uh, first bet that Rob's ever won versus me. <laughs> We're even from last year with the Jaguars bet. <laughs> yes, we are. The same, oh, same five dollar bill. <laughs> okay, so uh, I don't know. Should I put in my own little uh, rinky-dink uh, uh, rules here? Like you had, like, oh, it doesn't matter if the they it took the Steelers until the Ravens were playing their backups to actually win this bet. So I say it doesn't count. No, <laughs> no, 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 because and I would okay, I would I would consider that. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not that I, okay, but the reason why I wouldn't even consider it is because I tried to get out of this bet earlier when the when Kenny Pickett went down, and you would not let me do that. So <laughs> I will not give you the, the courtesy of this either. But I was much more right about this. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who won the bet? Who has the five dollars? <laughs> you can't you cannot just take your lumps, okay? Take your lumps. <laughs> I took it with the Jaguars. I had to swallow it. I had to say, okay, Jaguars, I was wrong. You just gotta take your lumps. <laughs> and look, I think the Steelers are gonna get blown out if that will make you feel any better about it. So Yeah. Uh, so one else when I think about the strategy of this game, like yeah, like obviously you said they're without T.J. Watt. He is their game wrecker. I think that severely puts any type of hope for them out. The Steelers' only hope in this game is that the Bills have several turnovers, and that probably that would most likely cost them points, pick yeah. sixes, scoop and score, something like that. Is something I think is needed for Pittsburgh to win this game, or the conditions to be so bad that you cannot pass in this game, and the Steelers' running game really gets going. Yeah, hundred percent. If you turn it over like like you did against the Dolphins, like e- like even that, like I don't think the the Steelers are capable of of doing that. Like it has to be really colossal for me, to, like for the Bills to lose this game. You just really would just have to be kind of like sleepwalking for yeah. you to lose this game, like, in my opinion. Which for, could happen, I for, guess, for but. them to just like outright lose to this team and have Mason Rudolph outplay them. The, yeah. I think the, Sean McDermott's defenses and the Bills have quite a huge history of being able to look backup quarterbacks look silly. Yes, and, and the Bills in the playoffs, they're generally more reliable than they are in the regular season. I think, especially in the wild card round, they're usually guaranteed win in, in the wild card round. Yeah, they're the only team that's won a playoff game in the last three years. Yeah, so I, I would definitely, when I'm very confident the Bills are going to smash the Steelers in this game. As am I. And from there, we go on to the Sunday afternoon game with the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys. So who do you have winning this surprising matchup? I have the Cowboys winning this one. And I do as well. Yeah, so this one I think is an interesting matchup. And I'm kind of teetering back and forth on this spread. Because, like I mentioned, I think the Packers offense is something that has been super consistent. I think you're still going to get that. The Dallas defense isn't anything amazing, in my opinion. I think the Green Bay offense is going to be able to do what they've done for the majority of this year and have their yardage, probably have a decent amount of points. But I do believe that this this Green Bay defense is very flawed, and this Dallas offense is firing very well. Dak Prescott up there in touchdowns. C.D. Lamb having an absolutely incredible season at wide receiver. I think this is going to be too much for the Packers' defense to handle. Yeah, I would agree with that. And the Packers, like like we said before, they're playing with house money. They have nothing to prove at this point. They're just happy to be there. That being said, I think they will come out with the ferocity, and that could be actually a downside for the Cowboys because the Cowboys feel like they have the weight of the entire world on their shoulders right now. Like you got the two seed out of nowhere. Like you, like you needed this two seed. You are incredible at home, not so good on the road, and you somehow got it with the Eagles utterly collapsing. This is a gift for you. Like this is a one in a million opportunity. You need to take advantage of this if you're the Dallas Cowboys. And you you better win on at home against this Packers team because, oh, my goodness, if you do not, there could be some jobs being lost there. That being said, I do think Dallas is going to roll in this game, unfortunately. I like the Packers as a team. I think they've been really feisty this year, but I just don't like them, them matching up against the Cowboys here. I, I do feel the Cowboys will kind of steamroll them. 
So if you're Dallas, do you think it would have been an easier first-round matchup for them if they were to face the Buccaneers? Easier? I I don't know. I No, I think I probably like them better against the Buccaneers, but I, I, I don't know, actually. Because Baker, I think, I, I have yet seen Jordan Love to be in, in this sort of environment in the playoffs. I've seen kind of that with Baker, and he's been playing pretty well. So I think that this, this is probably the best matchup the Cowboys could have got, I, I would say. Yeah, I'll tell you, like, this is obviously a better scenario because you wouldn't have to play the Niners if you win. Right. It's obviously a better scenario in that pick. But I was just kind of wondering that myself today. It's like, I wonder if it would have been an um, easier first-round matchup if they were to play the Buccaneers instead of the Packers. I think a lot of people do think that the Packers are a good matchup for them. On the road, in Tampa Bay, definitely I would rather play the Packers at home than the Cowboys. Okay, yeah, interesting. I was very curious to hear your thoughts on that one. Yeah, uh, just for me, because the road and, and the home thing has been big for Dallas this year. Like, they are not the same team when they're on the road. Yeah, but Dallas team scoring almost 30 points per game, number one in the league. Yeah, I mean, this has been Dak's best season of his career. I don't really think you could argue that. And this has been CeeDee Lamb's breakout year as well. So very good job by Mike McCarthy, like, getting the best out of your good players. And hopefully he can, you know, come out with a win uh, against his former team if you're him because this is a big game for all of them. Hopefully they don't let the emotions and the drama um, trip them up in this one. Yes. And from there you go on to the Sunday night game, and I think this is probably going to be the best game of the week. The L.A. Rams taking on the Detroit Lions. Matt Stafford versus Jared Goff. And who do you have winning this matchup? I have the Lions winning this one. After much deliberation, I will have to concur. Yeah, so Detroit here. I, I feel like I've been someone that's had to stick up for them a little more as of late. Uh, some people, I think, lost some faith in that team. The Rams are incredibly hot. I think that the, But I think Detroit holds an extremely efficient offense, someone that's been really good the entire year. Their defense has taken a dip, but... I think it is back on the upswing again as they've been able to get some key pieces back again. Uh, whereas I think the Rams' defense has had some struggles as well. So many of your predictions be a very high-scoring game. I could see that happening. But I do like the consistency of this Detroit offense a little bit more. Yeah, and I was this initially I was thinking, like, man, I think the Rams are going to get the upset here. And everyone I'm hearing on me, on the national media is – kind of leaning towards the Rams in this game and I just think this is going to be a huge environment like that we're going to finally see is this the same old Lions because great for you you won the division you got into the playoffs I think most Lions fans are pretty happy with that but this is one of those games if you really really want to prove that you're not the same old Lions if you want to really prove that you've gotten over the hump you got to win this game against your former guy Matt Stafford this is going to be huge but I think the Lions are up at the task I really do I think the Lions this is a better team than the Rams are they're better offensively I think they're better defensively and I really think this is Jared Goff's chance to prove himself against Matt Stafford here. Jared Goff has had a great season this year, and I think he will come through for this Lions team. That building is going to be absolutely roaring, pun intended. First ever game at Ford Field. Uh, the Lions' pride is going to be there, and I do think as the better team, they will just edge out the Rams in this one. Yeah, but like you said, 100%, this is the matchup I'm looking forward to watching the most, as many people are. Like, Detroit finally gets a playoff game, and Matt Stafford has the opportunity to come in and ruin it. Yeah. I feel like I could absolutely see my Twitter feed and all the headlines if that were to happen. Oh, man. That would, oh, I feel so bad for Lions fans. Yeah. I, but I think this is the moment that the Lions have come to. I think they really deserve this moment. I think I can definitely see them winning this playoff game, and I think they should. Yes. I have, tr- I have faith in them. Like I, I said, I don't know, just based on the schedule, I kind of knew. I don't really know if I'm, we're going to be able to make an accurate assessment on who they are just because the lack of good teams that they faced. But really, that game against Dallas really put a lot of faith um, for me in them. Like they went head-to-head with Dallas. They outplayed them, I believed, in that game, and they should have won um, just based on that last play. The refs just really messing that one up. So I think the Lions are more than up to the task. I think they will beat the Rams in this game. Yes. And to conclude the wild card weekend, Monday night matchup between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who do you have winning this one? This one was probably the toughest one for me to pick, but I ultimately decided on the Philadelphia Eagles. And it was not a very tough one for me to pick. And I will be taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. So I would love to hear your thoughts on this game. Yeah. So Eagles looking like maybe the worst team in the entire league. 
these last few weeks, like not even like not caveat pl- among playoff teams, just like maybe like the worst team in the entire league. Um, so they get absolutely crushed by the 49ers, like murdered by the 49ers. Okay, well, we need to respond. Well, let's get murdered by the Cowboys again. Oh, well, let's respond with a horrible loss to the Seahawks. Let's respond with a narrow victory against the Giants at home. Um, but we're going to come out after that and lose to the Cardinals and get destroyed by the Giants again. Great year, guys. Great finish to the season. Well, like standing ovation. Like you have utterly collapsed. Like you had the one seed in your sights. You had the one seed. You had the division in your grips and you let it slip. This is an a historic collapse by a team that. It was having Super Bowl aspirations. I think this team is no has no shot at all to go to the Super Bowl. They have zero percent chance to go to the Super Bowl. They will not. They're not even a contender. They are out of it. This team is lifeless. They're dead. They have no identity. They have no soul. It just seems like they are completely and utterly out of hope. And if you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they, similar to the Packers, have nothing to lose. They're going to be playing free. They're going to be pulling out the trick plays. They're going to be airing it out. Baker Mayfield, as we know, he's won a playoff game before. He's shown he can be clutch in the clutch moments. Are the Eagles more talented team? 100%. Eagles are way more talented than the Buccaneers. Way more talented. We thought the Buccaneers weren't even going to make the playoffs this year. Eagles were having a Super Bowl contenders. Eagles should win this game, but they will not. I think the momentum is way too strong. Downward for the Eagles and way too strong out for the Bucks. So I will take Tampa Bay at home against the Eagles. For me, I still believe like Philadelphia is top ten offense still, and Tampa Bay has an average defense. But I believe Tampa Bay has a below average offense. Tampa Bay did not finish extremely strong, only being able to score out nine points, a handful of field goals versus the Panthers in a game where they could have easily lost and lost their division. And as well, they didn't have an extremely strong showing as they lost to the Saints the week before. So I don't think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have as much momentum as you believe. While the, the Eagles are certainly faltering, I think that the experience and the ability of their offense is going to be able to show through. Their defense has had a lot of problems, but I think that it's something that's able to, able to clean up a little bit in this wild card round, as I think they're going to be able to handle the Buccaneers. Well, I would I would be truly surprised if the Eagles win this game. I, I mean that. I tr- would truly be surprised. Like this is a team that has looked like a bottom feeder in the league. If you take a micro like a just a screenshot of those last stretch of games against the starting with the Niners game, like and you put like a blank canvas on the logo, you're saying, "Oh, this is like what this team's drafting like first, second overall." Like this is the Eagles we're talking about. And I just think this you're going in the opposite direction of that you need to be. And, yeah, you're way more talented than the Buccaneers. Ten times more talented. But, for me, the power of momentum will take over in this matchup. All right. And from there, we go on to our against-the-spread locks of the week, um, substituting the underdog locks. So, for the playoffs, it's going to be a little bit difficult to find underdogs. So, we're doing something different. We're picking the teams that we're most sure will cover the spread. But, first, we go on to the recap. Scott picking the Falcons as his underdog lock finale, and they lost <laughs> big time to the Saints. And on the year, he is 4-13. and 13. And I picked the Dolphins, and they collapsed against the Bills. So on the year, we are both 4-13. and 13. But looking to kind of wipe the slate clean, starting anew in the playoffs. Scott, who is your against-the-spread lock? So for me, there is no team that I am more confident in that will cover their spread this week than the Kansas City Chiefs minus four versus the Miami Dolphins. Like we talked about, the Dolphins have had a historically bad season against good teams and even had some bad losses against the Chiefs earlier this year. With all the injuries that have piled up in Miami, I just feel just so extremely confident that the Chiefs can cover the spread at minus four. Yeah, I am 100% on board with that one. Uh, but for me, the thing I'm most sure of, the team that I'm most sure of to cover the spread this week is the Buffalo Bills minus 10 at home against the Steelers. So we, as we mentioned, T.J. Watt not going to be there for the Steelers. Mason Rudolph, he's there. Steelers feel like they're just happy to be in it at this point. And the Bills, I think they're rolling at least offensively and defensively uh, after that win against the Dolphins. Really, they are pumped up now. They're, they won the division. I can't still like, – got to kind of repeat that to yourself just to make sure you believe it. They're up 10. I think they're probably going to win by 20. So give me the Buffalo Bills, minus 10. Very good stuff. And from there, we now go on to the official bracket prediction of the 2023-2024 
NFL playoffs. So we will give you our full bracket predictions here for this year's playoffs. And Scott, why don't you take it away? So in my bracket, we will start by recapping our wildcard picks as we just had. I have the Houston Texans over Cleveland Browns, Kansas City over Miami, Buffalo over Pittsburgh. And in the NFC, I've got Philadelphia over Tampa Bay, Detroit over the Rams, and Dallas over Green Bay. Then in the divisional round, I have Baltimore defeating Houston, Buffalo defeating Kansas City, the 49ers defeating Philadelphia, and Detroit defeating Dallas. In the championships, I have Baltimore over Buffalo and the 49ers over Detroit, setting up for a Ravens 49ers Super Bowl with the 49ers defeating the Baltimore Ravens 27 to 24. All right, so some some surprises there. I think ours are going to be quite different here uh, in our picks. So let's get into mine here. So as uh, we mentioned, we're going to do the recap of the wild card. Bills, I have winning. Chiefs, I have winning. Browns, I have winning. In the NFC, I have the Cowboys, the Lions, and the Buccaneers, which sets up the division round. In the AFC, I have the Chiefs prevailing over the Bills. I have the Browns upsetting the Ravens, the Cowboys defeating the Lions, and the 49ers defeating the Buccaneers. And then in the conference championships, I have the Browns upsetting the Chiefs and the 49ers beating the Cowboys, setting up a Cleveland Brown San Francisco 49ers Super Bowl with the 49ers prevailing 30 to 20. So very interesting uh, here using the phrase upsetting for the Browns over Kansas City. Yes, Browns fifth seed, Kansas City third seed. Kansas City is going to be home. I think they'll probably be favored in that game. It could be close. Yeah. Yeah, Kansas City would probably be favored. I, for me, I was highly considering a couple things. I was considering the, the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl um, just because I, I truly think that we're going to see, like maybe this is just me. I'm probably the only one in the world that thinks this. I think we're going to see a revitalized Chiefs team. The Chiefs had a bye last week. I think you know Andy Reid is the coach I trust the most in this uh, AFC playoffs, and I think Patrick Mahomes is still the quarterback I trust the most. Obviously, the receivers, you can say what you will, but I truly think the Chiefs could go all the way but for me, like I said, all year, I got to stick with this, or not all year, maybe since Flacco got there, the Browns are my team. They're just, they're a part of me now. I don't know how it happened, but it did. So, yeah, I, mean, I got to stick with the Browns here going to the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't think I have to say much more about the Browns. I think we all know my standing on that. Yeah. But for me, with my Super Bowl, I just feel like these are absolutely the two best teams, so I'm going to go with that. Typically, I like to pick something crazy to happen. Uh, obviously, do not have that going, happening in the Super Bowl, as probably many people have the Ravens and 49ers, but I just feel like the 49ers are absolutely top dogs. Ravens are top dogs in their conference. I think that is what is going to happen. Yeah, and I think the, really the only team that could beat the 49ers in the NFC is the Rams and maybe the Lions. I Because we've seen, I don't think the Cowboys can beat the 49ers. I don't think the Eagles can. And it's certainly none of the, the lower-seeded teams besides the Rams. because Just because divisional opponents, that can get really weird. So if it ends up being Rams, if they upset the Lions and go to play the 49ers, that could be a very interesting one. And the Lions, we just haven't seen them play the 49ers. So I think that could be interesting as well. Yeah, I would agree. But, yeah, overall, I think the 49ers is the best team. I mean, they were the team I had winning the Super Bowl to, in the, my season predictions, and I felt pretty confident about them all year. Even losing to Baltimore, I still thought they were kind of the best team in the league, and I certainly believe that, as we both agree that they will win the Super Bowl this year. Yes. And we will now transition into a segment for Rob this week as his best bets of Wild Card Weekend. All right, so best bets of the wild card weekend, kind of replacing my fantasy starts and sits as we head into the playoffs. And this is going to be a three-leg parlay with some very good odds here. So I will be taking Joe Flacco over on 300 yards. So 300 yards alternate passing uh, line here. You get plus 168 on FanDuel. Absolutely going to take that. I think he's going to sling it. Coming off a nice week of rest against a Texas team that he lit up last time. Same defense. I know it's a different offense. He threw for six, 368 yards. So 300-plus yards, I would take Joe Flacco there all day, every day. And Josh Allen, two-plus passing touchdowns. Allen obviously leading the league in touchdowns. This is as sure a bet as any. Also in line with my prediction that they are going to blow out the Steelers. And as the third leg in the parlay, this is kind of the one that with the biggest odds here, plus 2,200 Jared Goff to score the last touchdown in the Lions game. And another little prediction, mark my words, 
Jared Goff will not only score the last touchdown in this game, but it will be the game-winning touchdown for the Lions in this game. So get on board with me. Joe Flacco over 300 yards, Josh Allen, two or more touchdowns, and Jared Goff as the last touchdown scorer in the wildcard weekend. Oh, some very good stuff in there. Yes, looking forward to seeing if those come true or not. And we will also go on now to Scott's Parlay of the Week. So, Scott, how did you do last week, and what do you have dialed up for Super Wildcard Weekend? So, last week, you would have been good to not listen to any of my advice in terms of parlays, as we went 0 for 3, just the awful picking of Week 18, one of the more interesting weeks to pick. And, unfortunately for me, it did not go well at all. Yeah, safe to say. But... As my wild card parlay picks is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles, the Detroit Lions, and the Houston Texans. So a bit of a crazy one here with multiple underdogs and definitely a few teams that are not being picked by the populace. So Eagles, like I talked about, I think that their talent and experience is going to shine through versus the Buccaneers. And I think picking them could earn you some good money on this, as well as the Texans, with the high-flying ability of Stroud in that team, I think they're going to be able to barely edge out a win versus the Browns. And then the Lions, not getting a whole lot of money on their side, as people are seeing the Rams as a very good opponent for them, many people picking the Rams. So, quite a risky parlay this this week, but one that matches up with my predictions, and that is what we are going to go for. So this week, bet on the money line, Eagles, Lions, Texans. I don't think I'll do that, but I must commend you for your boldness. Those are probably the three closest games this this week, I believe. These will all be very close games. Yes. So living on the edge. I guess that's a, the best way to respond after a tough week. Just go out there, pick, you call your shots, pick the games, and uh, hopefully, eh, for my sake, those are all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, except for the Lions, except for the Lions, but hopefully the two are wrong. But that concludes this episode of Mark My Words Football Podcast. We thank you so much for listening, and we ask that you would like, follow, and subscribe. Your viewership is greatly appreciated. And this has been Mark My Words Football Podcast with Rob. And Scott. And we are tuning out.